Today's show is sponsored by Berwick Kayla's Assless Chaps. He's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you're listening to The Technical Difficulties. I'm Tom Scott. Joining me in the studio today, he reads books, you know, it's Chris Joel. Welcome aboard the Snyder Side Ride. <laughs> Everybody's favourite Gary Brannan, Gary Brannan. And now on BBC Radio 2, the sound of two men screaming. <laughs> The bounciest man on the internet, Matt Gray. Why did the baker have smelly hands? Because he needed a poo. (laughs) (laughs) The way the show works is very simple. I have a classic deck of trivia question cards. My classic, I mean, they're from 1984. I'm going to read out the answers, and all you have to do is guess the questions. Correct questions, get your point, and a ding. And a prize for particularly good answers, which is... Mystery Biscuits! So we start with... The Northwest Passage. <laughs> <laughs> I pick this at random, folks. <laughs> Many people do pick my Northwest Passage at random, quite frankly. <laughs> Could I travel the Northwest Passage, they say, when Not I'm on like the bus? <laughs> Speaking of which, can I can I put a formal complaint in early about the cocks that have been doodled all over my so notes? Steward's inquiry upholds the cocks. <laughs> I come back and all over my notes there, there is just crudely drawn penises everywhere <laughs> oh I'm sorry I didn't realise it was such an important document for national security <laughs> it wasn't a stamp top secret don't draw cocks on it oh, no, well they've got a stamp for the cocks as well you're just not allowed to <laughs> Winston Churchill's cock stamp from the 1940s yeah. <laughs> big well of ink on his desk we need you to draw <laughs> Slack, splash, whack. Next, people. <laughs> I find it very difficult to think, yes, that David Cameron could put his own cock stamp on a digital document. He must have had, he must have had it scanned and inserted, like well, with a signature. Yeah. Also, you have to hope that the office boy tried to get in with the shredder. Yes, this is the reader. <laughs> That's actually the replacement of the iris scans now at airports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All sorry, right. sir, this doesn't appear to be your penis. <laughs> Look into that, please. Fingerprints here. And just insert. <laughs> Can I just say that would be called third identity theft? Oh, <laughs> we just start getting cruder earlier. Episode 50 is just going to be us going, <laughs> cocks. And this will be different from the previous episode. Yeah, fair point. The Northwest Passage, gentlemen. What is the, oh, is it something of the shortest route between Alaska and Russia? Uh, that's what it is. It's not what we're looking for. We're looking for some people here. What, what did Thingy cross first? We're looking for the people that were looking for the Northwest Passage. Oh, I feel I should know this. I'm going to kick myself. They are some cracking names. What were Baffin, Frobisher, and Franklin looking for? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, oh, Baffin, well... Hence Baffin's Bridge. That is near the Northwest (laughs) Passage as well. Your next one, then, is John F. Kennedy. Who had the worst day out you could possibly have in Dallas? (laughs) J.R. Ewing. (laughs) Yeah, he went went to the fun fair. It was shut. (laughs) He tried to go for a nice meal. It was booked out. And wouldn't you know, it rained and he left his biggest hat at home. Tried to drive through Daly Plaza and some bugger had stopped the cavalcade. (laughs) That's true. Come on! (laughs) No, it's a fair point, though. In all these major moments in history, there's going to have been someone pissed off about it somewhere yeah someone in Dallas was stuck in a traffic jam for hours getting more and more hacked off because they didn't know what was happening further up yeah. and so when they got home some f- stopped all the traffic <laughs> president got shot three cars in front and he feels bad immediately <laughs> there was someone who was waiting for a parcel off the Titanic yes, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> really well there will have been it was transporting mail it was a royal mail ship RMS so someone was waiting for a parcel to arrive and it never came RMS is royal mail ship yes RMS Titanic royal mail sh- royal mail steamer actually is the, the, the full thing any that were RMS I do believe could be commandeered in a time of war to be used as a troop ship that's why the QE2 was used in the Falklands because the government partly paid for the ship oh, right. pa- 
part of the deal is that they'll they'll use it in a time of war as a troop carrier. Or some so you may get some you know shitey little trawler, or you may get the best liner going. Mm, it's so all it's the like look a of timeshare the... then. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and it means that someone was going to be the person angry because the Falklands War cancelled their cruise. Exactly. Yeah. In all these major international incidents, the moral of the story is there's someone pissed off about this in a really petty fashion. <laughs> John F. Kennedy, folks. Who decided to go to the moon but never went? Uh, no, we're looking for his earlier career, actually. Um, he was the first something to become president of the US. Male stripper. Navy captain? Oh, I'll give you that. Navy veteran. Nice yeah. How do you know that? Uh, There's a film of it. <coughs> There's a film. It's well known. It, because yeah. it was quite the story of Daring Do. In amongst all his amazing shagging that he did as, as president, that he is sort of known for boning everyone that walked across his path, he was actually quite, <laughs> quite a brave fella. Although my other fact is that Lyndon B. Johnson apparently had a massive cock, and that was the uh, the president that followed him on. Now, how on earth does that story get out? In all truth, it was his major negotiating tactic. If he was in a meeting and someone disagreed with him, he would apparently unzip his fly, whack out his massive cock, his Johnson, as it would be, <laughs> flap it out of the table, and apparently his line was, that's why. Really? Yes, that's a fact. As his final statement in any argument, thump. Lyndon B. Johnson's cock condemned... Thousands of Americans to their death in Vietnam. I would say that's true. Yeah. Someone said no, and he went, Poof. that's why. I like how you say that is a fact. And that is a fact. I'm, I'm I like the way sure he's pointing at his but... own cock when he says it's a fact. <laughs> I refuse to call him on it because I don't think yeah. Gray wants that on his coffee table. <laughs> I, I, I think um, I'm going to recommend that, that our listener just check these facts somewhere first. May I just say, in the last set of podcasts, you call me, you you devoted a whole episode to the citation needed special, <laughs> and afterwards I googled all of them and I was right on every single one. You weren't quite right on the winged cats, to be fair. Well, winged cats, winged cats, that got cut. That got cut. Yeah. No, oh no, the reason for that is I cut out all the ones that were rubbish. <laughs> ah, bull- <laughs> yes, first Navy veteran to become president of the US. Your next one is. The Canterbury Tales. Chaucer. Mm. Can you tell me a brief plot summary? There's one Absolutely where... not. I, I, I know that Well, they're they all exist, individual but... stories, mm. aren't they? They're, they're they an are. oral tradition. I know there's one where someone farts out of a window. That happens. <laughs> Do you know what the, what the framing device is? Yeah, pilgrims on the way to Canterbury. Bingo, there yeah. we go. That's all I wanted. Uh, Band of pilgrims setting out from an English inn. I went to Canterbury the other day. There was um, a museum. Did you uh, fart out a window? <laughs> <laughs> Not likely. You went there on high speed one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you did that. Oh, drive by farting. <laughs> At 140 well, miles an hour. You'd probably fart over like uh, half a mile. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, hang on. We can work this out. We That's what I was going to say. How far would you. Let's say 120 miles out because the maths is easier. Two miles a minute. Let's say you manage a fart lasting two seconds. That's pretty poor farting. I'd say you no, want th- that's three two to four. Seconds. Nah, three to four if you want a good one. No, you can't sustain. For I that can longer. sustain a fourth second fart. Okay, I need yeah. a ten minute by extra. Let's, 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 say three, let's say three seconds. Out of practicality, you would store one up for this, wouldn't okay. you? You wouldn't do it on a whim. No. Well, let's compromise again. Make the maths easier. Three seconds seem reasonable. Yeah, right. We're doing two miles a minute. <laughs> oh, this seems really reasonable. We're doing two miles a minute, and that is one twentieth of a minute. So therefore, that is a tenth of a mile. That's shorter than I was hoping for, really. Tenth of a mile? That's not bad. Tell you what, Branos, we'll go and get you to run that down the side of the road. <laughs> tenth of a mile, that's what? 160, 160 yards. Me- 160 metres. Well, yeah, yards. 176 yards, 160 yeah. metres. It's <laughs> a decent thing. All I'm thinking is of you, it's some kind of competition now between you and Usain Bolt. Who can run and fart the <laughs> <You can> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> fart. 
over an entire supermarket car park. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. You tie it to your supermarket car park. <laughs> <laughs> I think my maths is right there. I'm sure if it's wrong, lots you of people were, will no, call you're me pretty on it. close, I think. I wasn't checking, but it seems about right. You see, yeah. I'm, I've moved on from this now. I've got, yeah. I get the maths. I'm thinking now to the dynamics of the follow through. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're entering a turbulent airflow. You can't calculate that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's full of hippos swishing their tails <laughs> around. If you've got a train full of shitty hippos, unless you're Buster, <laughs> unless you're Buster Keaton, you're going to turn around, aren't you? Sherlock Holmes and the train full of shitty hippos. <laughs> the carriage door opens. Holmes and Watson just covered in it. <laughs> but the pipe still smokes. <laughs> Quickly, cried Holmes, to King's Cross. <laughs> the circus leaves in but ten minutes. Your next one. <laughs> Your next one is Brian Ferry. Wow. <laughs> so I should explain to our listener that if someone here has a really bad pun that they want to go with, what generally happens is that each of them will take a breath in, sort of, and their hand will go up. And I don't know why that stuff. It's not like they need to ask for my permission. It's like they're a kid going, Miss, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And this point, there were three breaths in and three hands up <laughs> straight away. Chris, I was only going with, doesn't that cross the Panama Canal? Matt. How did Brian get across the water? <laughs> Gary. To transport Brian Blessed over one of the lakes in the Lake District, what would I require? <laughs> um, a biohazard suit. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting water! <laughs> he cried. Meat is bait. <laughs> but a uh, lead singer of... Uh, Shite! I forgot. Shite. It's interesting. It was more experimental. Roxy music. There we go. Roxy music's lead singer Brian Ferry. Your next one is Doctor Donald Coggan. What a name! Yeah. If he's not Scottish, I'd be very disappointed. Fetch Donald Coggan. Yeah, that's a good name. Hold on. That was a reasonable Scottish accent. You just did an accent. Yeah. Did I? I can never do Scottish accents. You just did. You repeated. just did. Try no, again. Try no, again. No. He's under pressure now. He's he can't do it. Dr. Donald Coggan. No. No, he's no. gone. He's <laughs> gone. <laughs> no, it's who did Archbishop Michael Ramsey hand over to in 1974? When it says hand over to, I assume that's the Archbishop and not like a baton in a relay race or anything like that. <laughs> Jack, I quite like the fact that um, Archbishops and stuff aren't, aren't kind of enthroned or anything. They're installed. Get the hot water line in! <laughs> yeah. no, I've got more of a progress <laughs> bar outside. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking more a couple of fitters turn up with an archbishop shrink wrapped on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just kind of selection of uh, different lengths of pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Come to do the installation for your archbishop. Should take a day. We'll be in. We'll be there any time between 8 and 12. <laughs> 2 pm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, tr- I was meant to have an archbishop installed today. They They're doing a deanery. It's taking a bit longer than they thought. <laughs> the thing is, if, you ju- if you're not going for an archbishop, you're just going for for a bishop, you can go to uh, the Ikea. Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop. And you kind of get person and vestments and hat all separate. You just have to get Alan Key and connect them all together. All right, your next one is yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> a naturally funny word. <laughs> what is the easiest thing to mistake for a yacht? Always doing that. I'm down at the docks. <laughs> have I not got this or is it just nonsense? Look at the letters. Oh, <laughs> Petit Filou, big boat. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm sat there trying to squeeze into a fruit corner, paddle myself out to sea. You've done it again! 
Brannon gets mullet on the way. <laughs> Sorry, that needs a Terry and June theme tune as I'm bobbing around in the ocean. Squeeze into a fruit corner is a euphemism. I'm just paddling along with the little plastic yeah, yeah, at the top. Oh, it's even got an engine, I said. <laughs> gets back to land, starts gnawing on a boat. This isn't tasty and nutritious. <laughs> if you had enough yogurt pots, could you actually make some kind of yes. raft out? You sure? They displace. Yeah. Yeah, you can they... make it out. You can make boats out of concrete if they yeah. displace enough water, Tom. Well, they did, didn't they? Oh, the well, concrete. That, well, that wasn't concrete, but no. they found that when you froze shredded paper, it took on concrete-like properties, but it displaced. It floated. Right. So it was possible to build a frozen boat mm. just out of paper. And because of the size of it, it would keep its, you know, the cooling of a large volume of ice would actually keep mm. it in, in, in decent nick. And they sailed a boat round on a lake in Canada for um, throughout the summer, and it worked. And if the war had dragged on past 1945, it's very possible that we would have been building Pycrete ships. Well, I think there were a few more technical flaws that when they scaled it up and scaled it up and scaled it up. But it was a technical... Does, yeah. The, mm, given years... It had some merit. It would yeah. have worked. Because I believe the way they, they, they showed it worked was that I think uh, someone in the Admiralty and I think Pike burst into Winston Churchill's bathroom and dropped, lobbed a chunk of it into his bath and kind of went, see, like that, you know, and he was very impressed. But Churchill was one for walking around in the nuddy anyway, so he probably wasn't too upset. Mm. Churchill was well known for being bollock naked a lot of the time. Really? <laughs> he didn't care. Did he ever meet Lyndon Johnson? Yes. <laughs> no, no, maybe. Uh, <laughs> if the Nazis had in finally invaded. Sorry, the, the Nazis. The Nazis. <laughs> he called them the Nazis. The Nazis. Oh, right. If they had finally got to, the, to, to our shores, the final battle for this country could have taken place between, you know, a high up Wormack general and a naked Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. You can't see Churchill waiting in a bunker if they made it over here, can you? <laughs> nuddy on the dover, <laughs> nuddy on dover. Come on! <laughs> Armed to the teeth with everything he can get his hands on. <laughs> As they sail towards Britain, there's a lot of gun flashes on top of the cliffs of Dover and naked Prime Minister. Illuminated. Illuminated with a bowler hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, You'd I turn feel... around with the cigar still. <laughs> yeah. Turn around and go, wouldn't you? <laughs> I feel like I should dub some patriotic music. Behind <laughs> so I'm glory soaring behind it. Um, we're actually looking for what do you get by adding Lactobacillus bulgaricus to milk, which ended up, up with yogurt. <laughs> which and somehow we got from there to a naked Winston Churchill on the White Cliffs of Dover. So that's, <laughs> that's a thing that happened. Fact! <laughs> <laughs> All right, at the end of all that, congratulations, Gary, you win this week's show. Wow. Uh, you win this cock in a box. It's like a jack-in-the-box, but a bit more obscene. Um, <laughs> what happens when it pops out, and should I stand back? Enjoy the surprise, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, with that, we say goodbye, and thank you to Chris Joel. Good night, America. To Gary Brannan. Good evening, Britain! And to Matt Gray. And to bed with us all. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Good night. Fox. There's a fox on the wall. There's a no, fox. It's a fox. That's an actual fox. There's an actual bloody fox. I thought I'd There's a fox in a tree. I thought I'd mistaken a ginger cat and was about to get roundly mocked. That is actually that a is fox. a fox in a tree. They, they, they walk along the walls around here. The, the, the wall just outside my kitchen. Yeah. They, one was just sat there. They don't. It looks like, like ah, that's it. And it, it stayed there. Is that window still open? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sat at the cooker. It's making itself a butty. It's got two it? slices of bread and the rodent. It's just killed outside. <laughs>